NCAA basketball brackets are live. The Chicago Bears trade the number one overall pick in the draft to the Panthers, and Jalen Ramsey is going to the Miami Dolphins. Check it out and more on Crane & Company. Hey, everybody out there, thank you guys for listening. It means the world. If you could do us one more favor, share the show, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, String in a Cup, however you listen, leave us a five-star review and make sure, like I said, that you are subscribed to the show. That's how we get judged. That's judge, jury, and executioner. We'd love for you to help us out. The NCAA tournament is the greatest postseason sporting event known to man. And after the bracket reveal, I, like many of you, cannot wait for the action. Now, there are some teams that got screwed over and some that lucked out. It's like that every year. But that is what makes the tournament what it is. That's why expanding the field of 68 would be a huge mistake. You will never stop teams who don't get in from complaining. You could expand it to 300 teams, and the 301st team that gets left out will complain. Because believe it or not, in some instances, exclusivity is a good thing. It's not like expansion would be an ode to the little guy either. In fact, it would only result in more of the big dogs getting in. The more people you let in, the less fun the club gets. You also water down the regular season as well. Being average should not be rewarded. And to be frank, the expanding of the tournament would basically just be handing out participation trophies. Now, could the 75th team that got in win it? Of course, it's basketball. But that isn't the point or the argument. People should stop trying to fix things that aren't broken, like the NCAA tournament or Madonna's old face. Let's all enjoy the madness coming up, but ask yourself this. If everyone is allowed in the madness, is it truly madness anymore? And on that note, I'm going to bring in my co-host, former Michigan quarterback, father of two, tax-paying, red-blooded American male, David Cohn. Well, apparently tax-paying. I don't know. 87,000 new IRS agents may have something Better to say watch about out. that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. And then to my right, a guy who hasn't paid taxes, but yet thinks he's the sheriff of Nottingham, former Western State Colorado wide receiver, Blaine Crane, currently on t- on some tea. Huh? Huh? Who? <sighs> Me? I don't know. Your shirts are getting Maybe. smaller every day. Hey, they just went up a size. Don't call me. It went in the dryer. I didn't call, call you me fat. fat. I said you're getting, Goodness you're gracious. bulking. All right. You're bulking. It's too early to be called fat. You're, you know what? You if you're going to be yeah. super, if you're going to be, don't look at me and say bulking and then sequence say fat behind my back. Look, I'm. Uh, it's pretty crazy right now. Okay, I'll, I haven't called you fat behind your back recently. <laughs> and acceptable. And you look good. Appreciate it. I think it looks good. All right, let, let's. I, I, I want to get. I, we're going to get into the bracket. We're going to break down everything. You know what seating got screwed up? Who got? Who got in? Who got left out? But when it comes down to expanding the tournament. I have not heard a good argument for doing it. I know why they would do it. For money. And I don't want to hear people say, oh, well, you want to expand the uh, college football playoff, but not the NCAA tournament. Yeah, those are comparing apples and oranges. 68 teams aren't making the college football playoff. There's a difference between the college football playoff going to 12, which I think it should be capped at, which we all know it won't be capped because it's going to make so much money they're going to add more teams. But if we look up and see 90 teams making the NCAA tournament, 
Doesn't that just basically ruin the regular season? And it hurts the exclusivity of the club. You know what's cool about the Little Rascals? The He-Man Woman Haters Club. You know who can get in? Only men. Sometimes, it's like the Masters, right? Sometimes exclusivity beats inclusivity. And I think in this circumstance, it's true. This tournament is the one thing the NCAA gets right. They yep. do a great job, and no, we should not expand it. Um, who, who's really pushing for expansion right now? Man, it's almost, it's like half and half. Like, like it's legitimately who, who, half and half. Really? Who, yeah. Half and half what? Like uh, well, it depends on what personalities. You, well, the NCAA is going to do it. Like, they're looking at doing it. But, like, this isn't like some, like, ha-ha, let's laugh. They, they propose. Well, we already have 68 teams. No, they're talking about going to 90. Oh, well, I, I see. I mean, the play-in games to me count, right? Like, you're 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 on the bracket. No, six, there's there, 68, so there yeah, for sure. No, like, but they're talking going about expanding to it to 90 teams. teams. Can you imagine if 90 teams? And look, yeah, I, I love look, basketball. They, they, can't, they can't help themselves. They cannot help themselves. They can't do it. No. And it's like, we got one thing right. Let's mess it let's up. Be, yeah. Yes. How can we mess it up? Yeah. Like, let's what did Jay-Z in. say? Less is more, there's plenty of us? That's exactly right. Look, I look. But what's more madness than adding more teams? But, but again, if everybody, I always say this, if everybody is sick, isn't that just the new norm? Like, is it, isn't, like, again, if it, the madness is you getting in, oh, this team shouldn't have got in, then they make a run. Oh, this team uh, shouldn't have been a, a number one seed, then they make their run. Like, I feel like the exclusivity of it, you're going to have good and bad. You're going to have... Whenever there's human element, and look, do I think there should be more quote-unquote basketball people on the selection committee of the tournament? Yes. And not, I don't think we should just have athletic directors and commissioners and things like that. I think we need, just like in football, in the playoff committee, I think we need football people in there. I think it's the mm-hmm. same way in basketball. Because look, I get it. If I'm Oklahoma State right now, mm. or I'm Clemson right now, or I'm Vandy right now, and I'm looking at Nevada got in. Rutgers. Like, oh, if I'm Rutgers, to mm. me... You can't lose three quad three games, but damn, if down the stretch, Rutgers, I didn't feel like did You're enough playing to get good. in, teams man. teams down the stretch, they they knew what they had to do, and it made it fun. North Carolina knew what they had to do. Yep. Michigan knew what they had to do, and they didn't get it done. I mean, if you let 90 teams in, all those teams we're just talking about, there would have been no sense of urgency coming down the stretch. No. And at the end of the day, you know what? You can always, always take it out of the committee's hands. Go win your tournament. Yeah, exactly. Go win your tournament. I love the AQ. I love the automatic qualifier in the tournament. I think it's fantastic. But now it's 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 something that you'll continue to see this argument. Now, some changes I would like to see in college basketball, I would love for them to go to the four-quarter system, the way that women's basketball does, the way the NBA does. I do not like 20-minute halves. We should go four quarters. The fouls should reset each quarter. You don't have any more one-and-one. One. When you hit the bonus, it's two shots, like they do in the NBA. There's no one-and-one one in the NBA unless I'm losing my mind, correct? Yeah, there's no one-on-one in the NBA. Yeah, like you either get into the bonus or it's not. I wish they'd do it that way, but definitely don't expand the tournament. But what you should do, because it's March Madness, all right? I don't know if there's any more time outside the Super Bowl than people gamble, and there's way more than one game in this. So if you are looking, all right, if you're scanning around what sportsbook, uh, sportsbook is the best, well, we got the best for you. It's DraftKings. You need to go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and sign up with our code booster, B-O-O-S-T-E-R, because new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. That's right, win or lose. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with our code booster, B-O-O-S-T-E-R. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Guys, we talk about tournament matchups, props. 
Over-unders. I love the over-unders early in the tournament because teams are a little bit nervous. Teams are feeling each other out in the beginning. I, te- I tend to lean under. And if you want to go throw a little bread, maybe there's some – because you'll see some matchups like FAU and Memphis. They'll be combined for 165 points on the spread. I like taking the under. Maybe buy it up. Crane Thagorean Theorem. You know, buy it up a, a plus six more. Almost a little teaser with yourself. Uh, but you need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code Booster, David. Definitely do it. Do it now. We're going to be breaking down spreads do it, do it. all week. Futures. Long. Get your futures in now. Who's your dark horse? Did I sprinkle ten? Put it in there. Let's find out. Look at the thing. odds. Get your future Charleston to win it all plus three million. I don't think Charleston's getting out of the first round. How dare you? The San Diego State team, I'm telling you. How? I'm telling you, we're going to get into it. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and also the greatest movement of all time, Booster Club. What's up? Okay, let's go to uh, Michael Knowles. Knowles is in the chat. Knowles is in the chat. He says he thinks the Yankees are going to win the tournament this year. Really? Yeah. Well, until they apologize to me. I already told him, Michael, I need you on on my side on this. And in reality, I hope they never win another thing again in general. So y'all two can have your little... Well, with two Yankees fans on this set right now, I think you need to reevaluate what you're saying. Knowles is on the set? Knowles? Me and David? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Mm -hmm. You're never going to live that Mm -hmm. down. No, I'm not. It's forever. I can't believe you said that. Let's go to Ruben Hall. What's up, Ruben? Hashtag Ask Crane and Company. Now that the brackets are out who is our dark horse to make a run in the tournament. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to go region by region. We're going to tell you who is our favorite, who is our dark horse, and who got screwed. So we're going to get into that in a second, Ruben. Hang tight, buddy. We're going to get your question answered. What else do we got in there? Let's go to Jamal M. Sampson. I wonder who's taking the over and under as taking the NCAA Duke men's basketball team after Coach K. Do we think Duke has a chance to win it all? Is Duke? I'm telling you right now, and everybody will talk about Filipowski. And he's unbelievable. Lottery pick, inside, outside, center, true big, true modern-day big. But the reason Duke has gone on the run that they've gone on, they're playing so well, is defense. Defense, defense, defense. When you watch the way that Duke plays, they suffocate you, whether you're a transition team, whether you're a half-court set team. And the thing I like about Duke's offense is Duke's offense can fluctuate compared to how the game is going. They don't have to be pigeonholed into one way to win or to be able to put up points. But I love Duke, the depth that they've been able to accrue throughout the year. I just think right now, Duke is going to be a very, very, very hard out in this tournament. We're going to get to their region. But I tell you what, John Shire's coming in, and you can see a staple of what Shire wants to do is defensively. Duke will always be able to recruit guys that can score. But when Duke is good, they're good on defense. How do you win championships? You win in multiple ways. Being good at defense is one of those ways. Cody Nason, 95, says Purdue should be banned for March Madness for costing me a spot in the Booster Club Hall of Fame. I think we had two guys get to 11. I think Dylan Williams got to 11 and didn't hit it. That's why I was telling you, that 12 number, that 12, and it's just like the Goldilocks porridge, right? Oh, this, this number's a little bit too cold. Oh, this number's a little bit too hot. That 12, that number's just right. If you're asking yourself what that is, we uh, do our Booster Club bets. I put out a tweet every single morning of the week. If you get to 12-0, and 0, you get into the Hall of Fame, and we're releasing our Hall of Fame uh, wall, shelf, whatever you want to call it, here soon. So don't think we forgot. Mind games. I was going to ride highs. Hashtag ask the boys. What's, who's going to win the tournament this year, a team that plays inside out or a team that plays outside in? I Okay. Mm, it, w- good question. Again, I will always, I will. whenever you ask me about a tournament, even if it's the four-team college football playoff, I will always lean toward teams with balance. And, and it doesn't always happen. Some teams just get hot. Some teams can shoot the three and get hot, run all the way through the tournament, even though typically teams don't shoot well every game. But 
When it comes down to it, I don't care if it's baseball, I don't care if it's basketball, football, tiddlywinks, or that thing where you rub a balloon while somebody throws a fork at the wall. I will take the team with balance that can win in multiple ways because they can get out of more tight spots. That and teams that can come back. All right, let's go to Charles Moore. The greatest gift we could have been given is a possible matchup between Texas and Texas a and You know, let's just get into in it. I can't stand round. it anymore. I can't stand it anymore. But before we get into it, all right, you want to take care of your bracket. You want to take care of your family. You want to take care of yourself. We'll take care of your skin, all right, with our friends over at GenuCell Skin Care, all right? I wear makeup every day, all right? I'll go ahead and tell you, but this isn't makeup, all right? My fiance, uh, I got this. She can already tell my skin looks even better. It looked great to start, but who knows? Now it just looks even better. People are asking me, you know, do I live in a bubble? Is it a bubble boy situation? No, it's GenuCell Skin Care. And right now, all right, with GenuCell's introductory sale, 70% of their most popular package, you get, excuse me, you get 70% off some of their most popular package products for, for the Booster Club, all right? Set 70% off. I don't know how we can take off more money in this economy. You got banks closing down. Doesn't matter to GenuCell. They're taking 70% off, all right? So if you visit GenuCell.com slash booster, that's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash booster, use that code for additional savings. Uh, by the way, David, you want to get your mind blown right now? You better put on a helmet because all orders will be upgraded to free shipping. Wow. All right, you get 70% off and free shipping. That's genucell.com slash booster. <laughs> genucell.com slash booster. These products work, guys. Again, I'm using them. You're using them. Blaine using them. Right now, I got the uh, the Genucell XV. All right, it's the plant stem cell therapy. It's an anti-wrinkle treatment. Basically, I'm pulling a Benjamin Button right now. It's a mixture between Benjamin Button and the age of Adeline. Everybody has you Everybody has your skin routine, right? Yeah. You know, one thing about me, you got to stay moisturized. For sure. I'm talking about mornings. I'm talking nights. The microbiome shield, I'm telling you. This thing right here. Say that again? Is microbiome shield. Nice. Did I see nice. that? Yeah. This Toss right here. David. Don't use it. Let me see it. I use it morning and night. Microbiome shield. He's right. Denucell.com slash booster. What do you test if I can read or not? 70% off for 100% better skin. Golly, that's math that adds up. Stay moisturized. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm not a math magician, but that adds that's up. That's math that adds up. All right, up. let's get to the brackets, Kona. I'm super excited. Let's do it, man. All right, let's start. I'm going to start. Let's put up the South region. Let's throw up that. I wish I had that, like, Tony Stark thing I could do with my hands. All right, number one, Alabama, number one overall seed. I got no problems with it. I got no problems with it. I, I, my biggest problem was Kansas and Houston, which we're going to get to that. But people are saying oh, this is the easiest bracket to navigate. I, I would hold my horses a little bit because what have I been saying, if you're Alabama, what's the team you don't want to run into? The team that slows the game down, that can rebound, that has experience, and maybe a couple shooters. Well, guess who that team is? That's San Diego State, all right, that's sitting there at the five seed. I'll get to them in a second. And Virginia. And Virginia. If, if San Diego State and Virginia plays, that game may be 14 to 12. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even kidding. These teams are almost mirror images of each other, even though I think San Diego State is a little bit more athletic. But Alabama has to be the favorite to go through the region right now. But it's not exactly a walk in the park. There's some really, really intriguing games. These eight, nine games throughout the whole tournament, they did them perfectly because they're yep. supposed to be a coin flip. I don't know. Man. Maryland and West Virginia, That's so Arkansas and Illinois, that. Auburn and Iowa – I mean, you might as well just close your eyes, except for the Auburn and Iowa game. Auburn will definitely let me down. But Alabama has to be the favorite. Go ahead and give me, guys, starting with you, David, 
Give me your dark horse. I'm not talking about somebody, you know, like Virginia or something like that. Is there like a seed, maybe we'll say six or higher that you think can win this region? Just out of this region right Just here? Just out of this region I'm looking right at here. NC State at 11. They're going to open up with Creighton, who's the sixth seed yep. there. If they get past that, you're going you're gonna to probably face off against a Baylor team, which is very beatable. They, they are. And again, Baylor beatable. struggled in the NCAA tournament a little bit. Uh, so uh, again, when, when uh, this was the That's first region to get announced, and when they were going through it team by team, I was thinking, man, this might be the toughest region. Like, this is going to be difficult. This is so balanced. And then that's the way every single region ended up being. Well, well, the, it was fun to watch. I think that goes back to the parody in college basketball this year. Exactly. I think that's what, what that goes back to. All right, so you're saying NC State is your favorite Alabama? Are you are you pretty much going to come out of the region? To become out of the region? They're just they're so talented. They're so long. They I, it used to be with Alabama if you could get Bediaco in foul trouble, you had a chance. Now you got Clowney at six ten, Brandon Miller at six yeah. nine. They figure out a way to win in so many different ways. Uh, it's going to be tough to beat Alabama. I'm just telling you. Uh, I agree. Kind of looking at this region, it's hard to say anybody really you know got screwed or misseeded. I think the seeds were, were were pretty well done in this region with the team that they had. Uh, Blaine, with you, who was mm. your dark horse six seed or higher out of this region? Give me the Wolfpack. NC State, too? NC Y'all are both State. feeling Turquavian Smith? Yeah, I mean, DJ you got a big in DJ Burns Jr. And also, Jarkel Joyner, the Ole Miss transfer at guard for them. You talk about two guys that when they get hot, mm-hmm. first off, I trust anybody named Turquavian that's shooting a basketball. <laughs> Smart Number man. two is, and Jarkel. I mean, Turquavian and Jarkel, let's go out there and see if we can't well, They can put up points. Off. They got a big down low who can get it done. Who, uh, from inside out, and you know they—they know their tempo. They know the speed they want to play at. There's nothing danger, more dangerous than a team right now who one can beat you from the outside. Two knows the speed they want to play out, and if they have to go inside, right, they can do that. Yeah. All right. Who's so you're going to NC State? Is Bama your favorite coming out of this? I picked Bama to win the Natty before okay. this was even seated. Okay. All right, mine, I, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little a little wild here, and I'm, I've been feeling this team, even though I'm not in love with the matchup. Furman and Virginia. Yeah. Furman, the 13 seed, won their conference tournament after losing it. Remember to Chattanooga last year on a buzzer beater uh, that John Baptiste hit almost at half court. All of their veterans came back. They could have transferred and gone SEC, Big 12, Big 10. They have two guys. I'm telling you right now, do not be shocked if Furman beats Virginia and then has a chance to beat San Diego State and slips up and makes the Sweet 16. I don't think they can come out of the region. I'm going to take Arizona coming out of this region. I think Arizona is a big matchup problem for Alabama. They can play fast. They've gotten better uh, defending. It's a NATO meeting basically on the outside. I know they've had some injuries, but I like Arizona to come out of the the south region there. All right, let's go ahead and pull up the east region right below that. Let's throw up the east region. This is the one with Purdue and that thing running around the middle. All right, Blaine, we'll start with you. Uh, Who is your six or or higher seed Mm. you think could come out of here? I mean, give me Memphis. Going, yeah. Six or higher. I mean, Kentucky always. Mm. Kentucky's starting to figure it out, which I'm surprised Kentucky was ranked in front of A&M when it comes to seeding. But give me Memphis. Memphis always has guys running around the court who are good enough to play with anybody. Penny Hardaway. Give me them boys. Give me them boys and maybe make a run. Kendrick Davis, uh, absolutely freaking out right now for Memphis. You saw what they were able to do against Houston yesterday. Uh, Are you you rolling with Purdue in this? Do you like Purdue or is there another... Is that who you got coming out? I like Duke. Man, I do too. Oh, I like Duke. The way Duke. I keep getting to especially. Purdue and Duke in the Sweet 16, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, Filipowski versus Edie. Can Filipowski kind of negate Edie where everything else is even? And if everything else is even, with the way Duke can play defense on the perimeter, 
I mean, Purdue already struggles to hit shots, including mm-hmm. open shots, because of Zach Eady. I think uh, Roach Roach will be the difference for, for yeah. Duke. That kid right now is really coming to his own. Veteran guy. He wants the ball in his hand when it matters. I want a guy like that on my team, especially in the, in the tournament. David, six-seed or above, who do you like here? You know, six-seed or above, I'll take Kentucky. I think Kentucky can come in here and do a lot of damage. I really do think top to bottom, this may be the strongest region. When you talk about some of these quadrants here, just listen to this. Purdue, Memphis, and Florida Atlantic all in the same quadrant, right? Then you got you got uh, Kentucky, Providence, and Kansas State in the yep. same quadra- quadrant. Michigan State, USC, and Marquette. I mean, it just, it's just, it's, it's incredible here, the, the amount of parity that's coming out of every single region, but especially here. And then we haven't even really talked about the four-seeded Tennessee. Yeah. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. sandwiched in between all of these other teams. Providence can be a problem. Again, 8-9, Memphis, uh, Florida, Atlantic. To your point, the 8-9 matchups are so tight across the board. I just, it's a coin flip with every single one. Memphis, Florida, Atlantic, Maryland, West Virginia, Iowa, Auburn, and Arkansas, Illinois. Yeah, that, but that's good what they're luck. supposed to be. They did such a yeah. good job on that. It's supposed to be a coin flip. Um, to me, when I when I look at, at a team six or above, I I got to go with Memphis. I, I think they're playing so well right now. Uh, offensively, they've been able to figure out. It's a big part. It's been Kendrick Davis, him and Lomax playing off each other. And we know they got some trees below. We know they have length. But I feel like we took, I feel like FAU got screwed. I, I feel like FAU 31 and 3. Not saying that that the nine seed is was crazy, but I feel like them in Memphis, it's Memphis is such a bad matchup for them. Because if you look at FAU, they're guard heavy. They're not really big. They got two guys over six foot four that play. Memphis is gonna have the length on them, and Memphis can run. FAU wants to run and shoot threes, drive and kick. They play a similar style to what Nate Oates and Alabama want to run, mm-hmm. but they don't have that big guy. I feel like FAU could not have drawn a worse style team and a team that is playing well right now. And then I I tell you what, as much as I do like Duke, uh, and I've got them in some of the brackets, like I say, I fill out a bunch of brackets, so I'll only be a couple that I, that I uh, use as official, and then obviously the one main one I'll use for our bracket challenge, which we're going to be releasing the link today. Be ready for that. We want as many people to sign up as possible. Uh, we'll get to what you can win and all that other stuff later. But I'm going to go Purdue to get out of here. Just come, mm, Zach really. Eady, all right? I feel like Purdue, if, if Cochran Wren, that backup can come in, and there's going to be a game where he gets in some foul trouble early. Can you escape that game if you're Purdue? That's what I think it's going to come down to, but God, Duke is just... Don't sleep uh, on Michigan State either. I, yeah. yeah, man, I just... Tom is a team that's so tournament's going to play well. I know, but it only takes is a really one game to really get going. There's a coach I trust in the tournament. It's that man. Well, I mean, I'm looking at this USC game with Drew Peterson and, and Boogie Ellis. I mean, that's not going to be a walk in the park. No. Uh, walk in the park either. I mean, it's it's going to be a hell of a matchup. All right, let's go ahead and move on. We're going to get to the Boosh Club, and we have live calls. Get ready to call in. I want to hear from Texas A&M fans. How pissed are you guys? Because I would be absolutely furious. We're going to get to that in a minute. Let's pull up the Midwest. Let's go Midwest bracket right here, where Houston is hosting. Uh, all right, Coney, let's start with you. Give me a six seed or above that you think can make a run in this one. You know, I really like Pittsburgh a lot. Now, they're going to have a tough play-in game from the mm-hmm. very jump here against Mississippi State. Yeah. Also, like you said, Texas A&M at seven is not a bad pick. Seven seed is just way too low for a team that finished second in the SEC in the regular season and in the conference yeah. tournament. But you know what? Last year, you were on the outside looking in. At least you're in the tournament. You got a good matchup here against Penn State to start. You're in, to my point— Earlier, you could just go go win, go win, yeah. and put everything else aside. So, but uh, six or lower, man, I really do like this Pittsburgh team. 
Yeah, I, J- Jeff Capel, and they've had a hell of a year. Are you feeling Houston coming out of this? If Marcus Sasser, we got to see how that groin injury is. He's player of the year, and you saw him against Memphis. Shed is not really nice. Jarris Walker is nice. But, God, without Sasser, you feel like Sasser's kind of the straw that stirs the drink. For sure. And then I'm just looking at Miami, man, with that Norshad O'Meara kid. Yeah. You know, like their leading rebounder for Miami. That changes the dynamic completely. Ankle injury. Really, ankle That's... injury. I was really looking at them to make a deep, deep run. But now I don't know. I don't know what his health's going to be like, and I don't know if we're even going to find out. I mean, that Drake, that 5-12 matchup against Drake uh, at the very at the very jump here, that's no walk in the park. I do like Houston to come out, but again, to your point, man, what what is the what are the injuries going to be like? We just saw Memphis really just have their way with them in the conference tournament. Yeah, it scored yesterday. 46 points in one half. Again, there's some— You don't ga- see that against Houston. No, no, and, and again, Sasser—look, you take the conference player of the year off any team— and, and that's going to change them. But especially with Houston and with their depth situation and how they play. And those groins, man, if you've ever had a groin injury, those things just don't go away, especially yeah. in college Ugh. basketball. And then Texas down there, too, at the Yeah, Tennessee. you know, that, like, that's a problem. A lot of people are picking Colgate over Texas. Colgate is really short, okay? Like, I'm just telling you, like, Texas, you talk about length and rebounding, Allen and all those guys, they'll have a field day uh, down low in the front court. Blaine, what are you feeling? Give me a six or, or higher seed that you feel like can make a run. Just give, me say the, it. give me the fighting Bruce Pearls. Just say it. Give yeah. me the Auburn Tigers. Just get it out of the way. Give me the Auburn Tigers. The Auburn is one of those teams that can get hot at the right moment. If Wendell comes out shooting, I mean, you got Broom. If Katie Johnson comes out hitting well, if Alan Flanagan learns how to dribble his right hand, a lot of good things can happen. But I'm looking around right now. They're going to have a scary first game with Iowa. Yeah. It's a bunch of white kids who can shoot. Yeah. Which you're going to be afraid of no matter where you are. But Miami banged up. Houston, good, but Houston's had a couple stretches in the season where they don't score a lot of points. If Auburn can get hot, be- hot behind the arc, run teams, I think they have a chance to make a little run here, maybe Indiana late. The scariest thing if you're Auburn is Miami. Remember last year, every time you yeah. run into Miami, it's not a good situation. <laughs> yeah. Give me well, Auburn. Well, look, you, I, I've got no expectations of Auburn winning. I just, look, I will shoot 70% from three. Auburn, here's what will happen. Auburn will play good in the first half and then blow it in the second half. Because this Auburn team, when it comes down to clutch shooting, they just don't have that gene. Maybe they can find it, you know, maybe walking around, maybe it's underneath an Egg McMuffin or something. I don't know, but they haven't shown it the whole year. But I do like Texas coming out of the Midwest. All right, here's, yeah, here's my thing about Texas A&M. I feel like, and, and this, there's, this is no excuse for it. Last year when A&M didn't make the tournament and Buzz Williams came out and was like, um, we're gonna find, I want to find out who's on the committee and like what they're looking at. And Texas A&M, rightfully so, was bashing the committee. Now, these are human beings. And I feel like there was some retribution on Texas A&M for the problems that the committee caused, which is ridiculous. There's no way in hell with a net of 19, and I know net is one of the many factors they use in determining where teams are. But somebody explained to me how in the hell that Kentucky is a six seed and Texas A&M is a seven seed when Kentucky when Texas A&M finished second in the SEC in the regular season, finished second in the NCAA tournament, had a better record in everything than Kentucky. Explain to me how how that happens. I think this is the committee taking a personal shot at A&M, which is just another reason why I feel like we should have actual basketball people on these committees. We should have actual football people on the college football playoff committee. I don't care if you're an athletic director. I don't care if you're the president of the school. I know more about sports than you. There are a lot more people out there who know more about, especially specific sports, than that person. We need to have those people making the decisions. This was the most, this and Rutgers being left out was the two most egregious things, I think, coming down to it when it comes to the committee. Outside of that, I think they did a good job. 
But I think Texas A&M is going to use this as fuel. I think Texas A&M is going to be pissed off when they show up. They already play pissed off, but this gives Buzz Williams just another chip-on-the-shoulder moment. But that Penn State matchup is not going to be a walk in the park. Pickett is really nice. He can back you down regardless of how physical of a guard you are on defense. Uh, You look at Lundy, who can get hot. We saw what he did at the end of the Purdue game. The only thing is the post with with Penn State, they don't have a ton of depth there. They're not super talented. I feel like A&M with Marble could take advantage of them down there. So A&M would be my sleeper. But guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been riding with Houston. I'm going to stick with him right now because I'm going to assume that Sasser is going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going with right now. It could change because that's a that, that's a big dynamic there. But let's go ahead and move on to the West. Remember, guys, we are taking calls. This is the last region we're going over. We are taking calls. It's 1-855-236-3228. I don't even need the number up there anymore. It's locked in. All right, I've been taking photos with it. All right, the West region where Kansas, who should, in my opinion, have been where Houston is, where they could have hosted in Kansas City. Uh, I felt like they earned that, but that's that's neither here nor there. You're a one seed. Uh, let's start with you, Coney. Give me a six or higher you think could come out of here. Man, there's a lot of interesting scenarios here. You got Arkansas and Illinois in the 8-9 matchup like we were talking yeah, about. Who the hell knows? Yeah, I mean, VCU at 12? VCU, Man. I mean, you're looking for a 5-12 situation here. I, you know, I don't know. St. Mary's, what, they tied the regular season tournament with Gonzaga, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I like I like VCU to maybe do to do some damage there. Northwestern's interesting at seven as well, but you're going to have to face up with UCLA early. You got Gonzaga there at the three seed, so I don't know. This one's tight, man. This one this one is tight. Do you are you feeling Kansas coming out of this? You you believe in Kansas going to get out of here? I still don't, I, I don't know. I, I really have liked UCLA for the past yeah. couple weeks, but what Arizona did to them in the Pac-12. Uh, yeah, losing Jalen Walker hurts. Man. I don't know. So I'm still I'm still thinking through some things right now. Um, again, what what can Gonzaga do? Also TCU. I mean, if you really, I mean, if we're talking six or lower, TCU can seriously be a problem there. Uh, just like Clark any to, any any uh, any team from the Big Twelve. Yeah. Well, I, man, that's that's who who I was looking at. I mean, I mean, I really like you know with with the Jalen Clark injury. I called him Jalen Walker. Uh, the Jalen Clark injury for UCLA kind of opens him up a little bit. I do like TCU. I think TCU beats Gonzaga in the second round. TCU is really good. I think TCU beats Gonzaga. Mike Miles, Lampkin, uh, Lampkin down low. Uh, you got some guys that can shoot. I think TCU is kind of sneaky here, mm. but I do like Kansas coming out. Uh, you know, Grady Dick, I think you're going to end up having uh, Kansas versus UCLA. I think UCLA is going to be able to get by TCU in the Sweet 16. Kansas beats them in the Elite Eight just because Jalen Wilson is such a dog. I just trust him. There's some guys I just trust. I don't trust Grady Dick, to be honest with you. I think it comes and goes with Grady Dick, but I trust Jalen uh, uh, a lot when it comes down to it, Jalen Wilson. My only thing that scares me is Kansas in the low post. Can Uday Jr. come in uh, if KJ, who's not overly big, is kind of getting manhandled and it's not working down there, he gets in foul trouble. But I do like Kansas. Blaine, give me a six or higher you like coming Give me out the Razorbacks, man. Give me the Razorbacks. I mean, you got a lottery Nick pick Smith's in Nick figuring Smith's it out. Jr., yeah. Right? I mean, you got Anthony Black at the point, Rincy, uh, Ricky Counselor. They have guys, man. I feel like Arkansas underperformed this season. But let the, I mean, let them get going in the tournament. If they get hot earlier, if they lean on Nick Smith, if he's hitting jumpers, he's playing. if they play through Nick Smith and they rebound well in the post, they can play with anybody, including Kansas. Yeah, two of the best 
in-tournament coaches are in this region. Eric Musselman at Arkansas and Mick Cronin at UCLA. Two guys who really, really know how to win in the tournament. Then you got Mark Few as well who knows how to win in the tournament. And you got UConn sitting there at a four seed. Remember, Sunogo, this team started 14-0. Yeah, beat Bama. 14-0, beat Bama. Then they lost six of eight. Now I think they've won six of the last seven to end the regular season, something yeah. like that. UConn sitting at the four. I want to get to the Booster Club, then we're going to talk a little bit of Panthers and get fit in a minute before we bring in these calls. Let's go to Booster right. Club. Let's go to GoDees, 3-5 with a $5 donation. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. How can they put in NC State over Clemson? Clemson has a better record and beat NC State head-to-head three times by double. Mm. I, I don't know. I could say the same thing about Rutgers. Uh, I mean, when you when you look at the way, the way it was divvied out, I believe was the Big 12 and the SEC both had eight teams in, which is... No, the Big Ten. Big Ten and SEC and had Big 12 had seven. Big 12 had seven. That's exactly right. Uh, look, I, I can make the same argument for Rutgers. I mean, how do you put NC State in over Rutgers? I mean, you look at the quad three losses, and, and I get it. I, I, I don't want people to fall in the trap of, we always say you want to be playing your best basketball late, right? But that doesn't negate what you did earlier in the year. Like, I, I feel like it's a full body of work thing. I get that Rutgers had the three quad three losses. They did do well down the stretch. But now I'm with you, man. I don't think the ACC gets enough love. I, I, th- I think you, the Big 12 and some of these other conferences get up there in the net. And you have all these teams circling that are so high in the net. Nobody ever goes down. And it's like, that, it's like the ACC for multiple years in a row. And listen, they were talking about this yesterday before the selection show. And I agree with Jay Billis and them. The ACC is going to stop scheduling these road games against good mid-major teams or lower-level teams that are really good because you get nothing out of it. You beat them, and, well, it's not a quad one win, but you lose to them, and it's it's devastating. So I think the ACC, just like a lot of these other conferences, are going to stop scheduling in a certain way because they, this is two years in a row now where the ACC has been lower on the totem pole in basketball, and the ACC is looking around like right now going, do we run anything anymore? I know, and it just speaks to how great the ACC really is at basketball. And we're talking about this without North Carolina being in there, without Florida State being in there, without Louisville being any yep. good this year. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. I was going to Stephen Moore. He wants to know who will be this season's St. Peter's. Man, look, the thing about St. Peter's was it wasn't just that they were a mid-major. They were mid-majors no, nobody ever heard of, and they came out of nowhere. There is one team, though, okay? And, and look, 16-1 upsets, all right? Uh, they're very rare. I only happened once with Virginia. But I'm telling you guys right now, and y'all can think I'm crazy, Texas A&M CC, I watched their tournament. Boys, they're going to beat Southeast Missouri State, who can fill it up, too. This Texas A&M CC team, they're going to play Bama, and Bama better not sleepwalk through this thing. I'm just telling you. I've watched these guards. They play fast. They play physical. They've got some length, and they will not be afraid, and they can shoot. That's the thing. If they get hot, it could get really, really weird. So if we're going to take a, a St. Peter's, maybe like a, a you know a team to make a run or a 16-beat a one, watch out for Texas A&M CC. When that got released, with Bama yesterday, and Bama was the number overall, uh, number one overall seed. It's incredible for Bama, but I'm telling you right now, I'm just telling you right now, this Texas A&M CC team, guys, do not be shocked if you watch them play Southeast Missouri State on Tuesday and say, damn, these boys are for real a little bit. I'm just telling you. Just remember I said it. How about Furman, too? Furman, yeah. Furman. But, but like, don't, would, like, like, David, you've heard of Furman, though. 
Right? I have because like, I grew up in Statesboro where Georgia Southern was a huge Furman rival. That's I don't true. know if a lot of people around the rest of the country really know what Furman's about. No, probably not. They haven't made the tournament since 1990, man. Also, we got to give a shout out to Kennesaw State. Over yeah. there, our old stopping yep. grounds made the tournament. Yep. 14 seed coming out of the Midwest. And I think they're going to enjoy their one game. You enjoy your one game? Yeah, you got Xavier. For um, so. Which, you know, you got Nunji and Kunkel and... A bunch of guys with weird last names nice. that are filling it up in Xavier. I've never met anybody that went to Xavier. Just like I've never met anybody that went to Villanova. Like, I don't know if some of these schools are real. Like, I think they just have basketball teams. Yeah, they do. <laughs> like, you know, it's like Gonzaga. Like, we drove by Gonzaga's campus when I was coaching, but I didn't see any of them. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a basketball I actually team. met someone up here who went to Rhode it's Island. It's like he accepted. Like the, the Rhode Island. First time I ever met someone really? to Rhode Island. It's yeah. like the South Harmon Institute of Technology. They just started a school to play basketball. Be great. That's what Gonzaga is. If he was like a great high school coach, like, come on, Mark. Fake Jake says, Blaine, stop getting your hopes up on Auburn. Let me live my life. Yes, uh, please Fake stop. Jake. All right, one more. We're going to get these. And let's please be able to get disappointed. Um, let's go to RN, a.k.a. Hey Nordos, says Kansas has a tough road. Arkansas and UConn will wear, wear them down. And guess what? You're going to get UCLA. Yeah, I, again, I think Kansas I think Kansas should be where Houston is. That's, that, that's what I think. I can't believe they put Houston in front of Kansas. Look, hey, Howard, you should be able to breeze by Howard. That Arkansas-Illinois game, though, like you talk about not knowing how to pick, I'm going to be tossing and turning on that one. Like I think that's going to be a – give me the under, whatever the under is in that game. It's going to be physical. I think it's going to be somewhat slower, even though Shannon and Anthony Black and these guys can play fast for both sides. But Kansas does have a fist fight. Look, Iona – Sonogo should dominate against Iona. I get that. But Rick Patino. Could we get Big East? They're talking about him getting the St. John's job. I Could heard this that. be a little uh, a little appetizer for Rick Patino? And then all of a sudden you hear that maybe Texas Tech's interested in Rick Patino. You know, just don't quote the Bible, Rick. All right, one more. Okay. Uh let's go to Freeway Jared. Says, didn't Furman make a sweet 16 in the last decade? Yeah, did they? Like, I'm trying to. There was something when I was watching Furman play uh UT Chattanooga where it was like they hadn't made the tournament in so long. I thought it was like 1990. I watched so much tournament basketball. That may have been the Patriot League. I don't know. I was watching teams that I hadn't heard about in forever. Like, I was watching McNeese, who just hired Will Wade, by the way. Yeah. McNeese State hired Will Back. Wade. Kill Bill. Ill Will. Pay the bills, Will. Back in it. He'll be somewhere big in a couple of years. But, all right, we'll check that out on Furman. But, Coney, are you ready to get into a little bit of, you want to go fit in a minute? Um, no, we got to talk about the uh, the Panthers here. Okay. I just always get excited about fitting them in. <laughs> Stay on schedule, dude. Nah, sorry. I just What's tried to jump deal, the shark man? a little bit. The, uh, the Chicago Bears have traded the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. The Bears get wide receiver DJ Moore, the number nine pick. The 2023 wow. second round, that's the 61st pick. They'll get a 2024 first and a 2025 second round. Not only that, C.J. Stroud is now the odds-on favorite to be taken number one by the Panthers. And I love it for the Bears. I think that I think the Bears got enough. I, I think they got enough. You bring in DJ Moore. I mean, you get the <clears throat> you can still get a hell of a player at nine. That doesn't mean you can't move up and and trade that ninth pick to maybe move up and and really try and get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. Because if you look at what's ahead of you, you know, there's gonna be a lot of quarterbacks obviously that are taken. Uh, but I think the Bears did get enough out of this after the trade. Here's the thing with the Panthers. If you look at the average height of Frank Reich's quarterback, I get why people think it's going to be C.J. Stroud. But I am from the school of they're not going to tell you who they really want. Mm -hmm. It's like in co like talking about coaching jobs, right? It's not the first guy you hear that typically gets it. Is I think there's a lot of smoke being sent, maybe a fake bat signal. 
think they're going Bryce Young. So well, I don't think you could go wrong with either of these guys. If it came down to the decision for me, I'd take Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young's better in the pocket. Um, I think he's a more anticipatory thrower than CJ. I think the Bears is as good as what you wanted, but it's hard. Like, I want nothing less than three first-round picks. I want nothing less than three first-round picks. Like in the same year? Or you t- no, 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 not in the same year. I was about to year, say. But no, I want three first-round picks. All right? I get what they got. They got um, two first-rounds, two second-rounds of DJ Moore. I believe that's uh, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they got two first-rounds, two second-round picks, and DJ Moore. You get a good piece in DJ Moore. Finally, you can put Darnell Mooney or uh, DJ uh, – well, Mooney and DJ Moore together, which is what you need. You still have a great tight end. But to me, I need those three first rounds. I mean, two second rounds are great. Give me three first rounds, one second rounder, and DJ Moore. Hmm. I don't know. I think the Panthers gave up a lot. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if it's me, but you have all the all the cars are in your hands, Bears. Like right, you're yeah, telling me who, right 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 now, you couldn't get three first rounders from the Colts. I obviously not. I yeah, think if they would have gotten three not. first rounders, because they would have taken it. If they could have done that, they would have rather moved to four rather than not. Well, I think yeah. DJ Moore's the difference. I think that would be the difference. Yeah, you've got to, what the Colts would give up. But I still think I go back to this. The, the the 49ers gave up three first-rounders and another pick to go from 12 to 3, all right? We're talking about to the first pick in the draft. Yeah, well, again, maybe they a team learned from that circumstance and say, we don't want to give that up. I'm more interested to see what so. the Panthers are going to do with that first pick. Like, are the Panthers going to trade that pick? Could they possibly no. trade it to the Texans? If That's why I think you're hearing, oh, the Panthers want C.J. Stroud. Because I think they know the Texans want C.J. Stroud. And if they play it like they're going to take C.J., they can get the Texans, to talking about the Panthers, to trade that pick. They can still end up getting Bryce Young and getting some more on top of it. I think it's maybe a long-term play for the Panthers, so I don't want to judge them too harshly right now. But if you're the Bears with that ninth pick, looking ahead, the Cardinals you know are probably going defense, right? You would think, or do they go? Yeah, I don't think you're taking a wide Cardinals receiver going with defense. that third pick. No. I think they're going to go defense. The Colts, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to go quarterback. So you got the Panthers at one, going to go quarterback if they stay there. Texans are going to go quarterback. Colts are going to go quarterback. Seahawks just signed Geno. So to me, I think the Seahawks are taking Will Anderson Jr. That's who I think the Seahawks are taking, and you have a chance to take the second guy off the board. So will Jalen Carter and Will Anderson Jr. be gone before the Lions get to that sixth pick? And if I'm the Lions, can I trade the Rams the sixth pick for Aaron Donald if he's still going to play? They're they're trading assets off. If I'm the Lions, what do we got to do to get Aaron? Um, Give me Aaron Donald and Aiden Hutchinson on the same defensive line. As far as the Panthers go, I think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud can be franchise quarterbacks in the NFL but they should at least know which one they're taking. I agree with you on the smoke and mirrors. They're not going to let anyone else know. Yeah, I'm not telling go up there you. And fake, take that first. Show day. me yours first. I'll show you You mine. give up two firsts and two seconds, and you give up DJ Moore. They need to already know in their head who they want to go get if they're moving up. And in, in terms of moving up to the number one pick and then trading that to another team, I can't remember ever seeing that. Have you guys seen that before? No. Now, I, not off the top of my head. I Obviously, the price would have to be right. And look, if I'm moving from one to two, in this draft, and I like multiple guys, I'm fine with that because I, I know I'm going to get something. And if I'm a, a team that's rebuilding, and if I'm the Panthers and I gave away, or not gave away, but traded Christian McCaffrey and get, you know traded away DJ Moore to try and get this, I need as much as I can possibly get, especially now to surround this new quarterback with somebody. Hey, could I sneak another pick? Maybe be able to get another offensive lineman, something like that. Maybe somebody to go with Derek Brown because there's some young pieces the Panthers. Yeah, I don't see the Panthers trading the trading this pick to anybody. I think they traded this to go get who they want to get, whether that's C.J. or Bryce. But I'm really interested in number five, that's Seattle Seahawks. Um, do they take Will Anderson? They, they need an edge player. So I think Cardinals go Jalen Carter at three. 
right? Then you go the Colts at four. Who do they reach for? Obviously, they're going to. If I'm the Lions at six, I'm getting a cornerback. I need defense if I'm the Lions. I need something in the secondary. Your defense, I mean, was one of the worst defense in the NFL. Go get Gonzalez. Although you have good young pieces. I mean, go get Gonzalez from Oregon. Get Joey Porter Jr. You got Ringo. You got plenty of guys out here. Probably Gonzalez, I would think. At, at the, what? At what pick? Um, they have the uh, fourth. sixth. Fourth. Lions have the sixth pick. Lions. Yeah, I was Colts about have Colts. the fourth My bad. My bad. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you got to think fourth. Colts, what quarterback are they going to reach for? So, Will? Is it Will or Anthony? This one's going to be left. I wonder if the Colts. I wonder if the Colts made a play for the number one pick, or if they sat back saying, "No, we're fine with Will Levis or with Anthony Richardson." And again, this is assuming that the Panthers don't already have their eye on Anthony Richardson. You've heard every single possible name be mentioned with that number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of smoke and mirrors. But I wonder if the Colts actually made a play for that, or if they're just fine sitting there at four saying, we like all all four of these top quarterbacks the same. Yeah, you know they're fine. Especially after Anthony's combine day, they basically think he can walk on water. But if you're the Bears, you're at nine, right? Go get a tackle. Go get Peter, that monster from Northwestern, right? Now you can seal up that offensive line. You got another piece of receiver. Justin Fields coming into his own. Yeah. Then, I mean, what, then maybe. I mean, how long is Nolan Smith on the board, right? How long can you sleep on It Nolan just smells Smith? like the Eagles to me for Nolan Smith. You think so? It They're just, just taking all the Georgia like, players. It just, yeah, it just smells like the Eagles to me. At, at that 10th pick, I think you're going to see Nolan uh, Nolan go there. I'm interested to see mm. what the Titans do. But, uh, all right, so number one pick, we're going to find out, but... I'm ready to play one of our favorite games. And if you do it perfect this time, I'm going to have to add to the difficulty somehow. Really? I don't know, but we're going to have to add to the difficulty. You want me to so, do it in Chinese? Uh, maybe. Or Mandarin, Mandarin, whatever. David, you can do it in Chinese. Can do it right Chinese now. food in forever. I need some sesame <laughs> chicken. Uh, I do want to tell everybody, hey, go ahead and start calling in. 1-855-236-3228. 1-855-236-3228. Any question, any comment, we'll answer it. Call in now. Uh, all right. Fit it in a minute, David. You got the it's, timer it's back where there, Cone PJ? Has one minute to read all the news as fast as he can without screwing up. If he does screw up, we do not reset the timer, but he has to start over. Mm. David, are you ready? I'm ready. David Cohn. Fit in a minute. The LA Rams are trading six-time Pro Bowl cornerback Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins in exchange for a 2023 third-round pick and tight end Hunter Long. The Dolphins also picked up the fifth-year option on Tua Tagovailoa, which guarantees the quarterback $23.4 million in 2024. The Bills and All-Pro linebacker Matt Milano agree to a two-year extension. The commanders and defensive tackle Darren Payne reach an agreement on a four-year $90 million deal. The 49ers re-sign safety Tate. Odell Beckham Jr. worked out the 12 teams on Friday. Among them were the Chiefs, Bills, Patriots, Scrubs, Giants, and Ravens. Tyreek Hill won the 60-meter sprint at the USA Track and Field Masters Indoor Championship with a time of 6.7 seconds. The LA Chargers have saved $40 million uh, of cap space through re- rework deals. The Jets locked up linebacker Quincy Williams with a three-year $18 million deal. And the team has also freed up $15.2 million in Four, cap room as they prepare three, for free two, agency. One. Oh, he got it again. All right, we got to make it harder. What were y'all doing? We got to make it harder. I'm eating paper. Did you like my, you like my bucket stuff? I passed pass pro Dwayne. What did you see me replace the hands right there? Uh-huh. Try to get inside and replace the hands. God, I'm out of shape. Oh, that's pretty that's good. Nice helmet, Appreciate it. Shout out old Hugh Freeze. Yeah. God, David, you're so good at that. <laughs> that's all the news you need to know. I know we have the greatest speed reader known to man on Thank set. Tissue. All right, I'm ready to get to calls. All my papers are everywhere. 
God, that paper tasted terrible. If you're on audio, I ate a whole piece of paper in front of David's face. If you're on audio, you just, they can't even appreciate it. No, they no, that was good. You good, Blaine? That there. Good yeah, God, good. dude, go outside. All right. Walk around a bit. Why do you sound um, like Batman? Rams trading uh, Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. What yeah. What do you guys think? It's, look, is Jalen as good as Jalen's ever been? No, we always, everybody falls off. It's great for the Dolphins. They, you got him and Xavier Howard now, but here's the whole thing. Your success is tied with Tua's health. I don't care who you bring in on defense. It's all great. All this other stuff's great. If Tua doesn't stay healthy, you guys aren't going to win with Skylar Thompson. Nobody's ever won anything with anybody named Skylar. You sure? Yeah. How dare hey, you? Nay, look at you. <laughs> you're you're. I don't know where it went. Dude, dude, dude just lifts <laughs> weights and doesn't it. do any cardio. I thought you were working out every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. I get on the treadmill for like 10 minutes. All right, so like, if you go, why don't you go do pass sets? You yeah, did one. I'd, I'd rather not. I did do one. Yeah, it's so good. But I'm good. When it hits your lips. Dolphins, Super Bowl favorite? Tua can't stay healthy. Who knows? Tom Brady? Spot a house in Miami? <laughs> house I mean, in Miami. He went there on vacation. Xavier Howard? He knows Jalen where Ramsey? Tyreek Hill? Did anybody see Tyreek Hill run that 60? Uh, yeah, I did you see that? Thing, yeah. yeah, good God. You talk about fast? 6.7 seconds. It just shows you how fast everybody else is in the NFL. Some people tackle him. Yeah, that's, a, that's watch how hard run, it is to tackle. Yeah, you watch him run that 60 meters against other people who they just do, run track. They, those other, that's the most important part. The people he left in the dust, they do that professionally. The, they're professional at that. Compared to Tyreek Hill, that they're not. Compared I, to Tyreek Hill, I might as well be out there running against them because they absolutely murdered him. You need to watch that video. Uh, also, wait till we get to combat juggling later in the week. I just, oh, yeah. I don't want to jump the Can't shark there. It's where uh, we may have found the third, like the new major sport that everybody's talking about. It may replace NHL. It's combat juggling, but we'll get into that later. All right, Cone. You want some calls? Let's do some calls. All right, we got Gavin calling in from Pennsylvania. Gavin. Gavin, what's going on? So I got a quick question for you guys. Just uh, with the Packers and the, de- the deal supposedly being final, what do you say is fair compensation for Aaron Rodgers, and what would you say would be a win for the Packers if they got in compensation? Would it be some veteran players, possibly a wide receiver, a veteran wide receiver from uh, from the Jets, or was it just picks? Well, here's the thing: are, are you saying the Packers believe in Jordan Love like they're saying they believe in Jordan Love, Gavin? I think they're willing to, to roll the dice with what they saw mm-hmm. last year, and hopefully they can continue to develop them is what I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I'm giving you Aaron Rodgers, then and you're going to eat some of that money that, that he's, he's you know, kind of holding the, the Packers hostage with now. What is it, $59 million, something like that? You're going to eat some of that. First off, thank you. That takes a little bit off the top. But I, you have to have pieces around Jordan Love to help him, right? Where are the Packers hurting at? It's wide receiver. Look, I, I love Watkins. He's a straight-line guy. I think he's he's a post-vertical runner. That's what he is. I don't think he's ever going to be fantastic uh, in the quick game or intermediate game. Not that he won't be good, but I don't think he's going to be elite. But, Lee, you can't trust Lazard and an old Randall Cobb. I like Tanyan at tight end, but the Packers need weapons. You keep Aaron Jones. You add some pieces to the outside. So if, if we're talking about what do you deserve for getting rid of Aaron Rodgers? Eating a little bit of that or eating that money is huge. That takes a lot of space off the cap for them. But also, I need a weapon on the outside. So if I'm looking, you know, what can the Jets offer me? I don't know because if I'm the Jets, at the end of the day, I've got to keep Garrett Wilson, right? 
I've got to keep Eli- to. Elijah Moore, right? You would think so. It has to be picks. Like, it would have to be picks. I don't think they have anything offensively that just makes the Packers go, oh, yeah, that's worth it. Yeah. What, what do you think, Gavin? I mean, could Corey Davis possibly be one that could just be a veteran guy that could possibly go along with Romeo Dobbs and then uh, Watson? I think the Jets would love that. I think the Jets would love that if the Packers were okay with that. But if I'm the Packers, I don't know if I'm okay with that. But here's the thing, though. Dave, do you think Green Bay is just ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers? There is some of that. Let's just move on. If we, You know what? The market's bad. I'll sell it for 30 grand less. Possibly. The small sample size of Packer fans I've talked to over the past few weeks, maybe half dozen or so like that, all of them have unanimously said, yeah, we're fine. It's time to move on. We're tired of the drama every single offseason. It was a good run. We won a Super Bowl. Now it's time to move on. From the perspective of the Jets, you're thinking if you you have this this solid roster and some really great pieces and and what you're missing out on is that elite quarterback to take you to the promised land. You don't want to give up those pieces just to get Aaron Rodgers is sort of a similar situation with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. You're playing for this next couple of seasons, right? Even sort of when the Rams brought in uh, Matt Stafford. So I think the Jets are mostly going to be willing to give up picks. You don't want to cut off your nose to spite your face. Sounds good. Thank you, Gavin. Gavin. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, man. All right, Anthony calling in from Clarksville. What's going on, Anthony? Guys, I'm telling you, my double bald eagle morning omen, (laughs) sign, whatever you want to call it, would just know that the prophecy was fulfilled. It's, it, tell everybody if they don't know. Tell everybody again. Remind them. And then ESPN stole our trust the signs thing for their their bracket commercial. Did y'all see that? Yeah. The Creighton bird. Yeah. You see that's unbelievable. They stole hashtag trust the sign. Swagger Jack and SOBs. You can't trust any of them except Luganville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two Fridays ago, saw two bald eagles on my commute to work. Took it as the sign that the Panthers are not taking Will Levis. And so, you know, not to, not to you know, pound my own chest too much, but I'm kind of like the Adam Schefter of... of you really uh, you, you really are. You're like the, morning, the, the Adam Schefter meets Crocodile Hunter version of it, in my opinion. <laughs> now, Anthony, are we sure that the Panthers didn't move up to number one to take Will Levis? Because oh, apparently Cone. I've heard that, don't do you know. Cone, don't. Cone is a menace. Anthony, will drive down here. My sources are saying, yeah. uh, you know, they're really big on Will Levis. At, <laughs> yeah, good. So we're all big. Good. Well, his source is Helen Keller, so. <laughs> if that happens, I, I don't know what I'll do. Don't hurt any eagles. Yeah. Go to Charlotte and have a have a serious talking to. Who do you want? Who do you want at number one for the paint? Yeah. Who are you taking? Uh, it's real close between Stroud and and uh, Young, but I think I'd rather have Young. I guess. Mm, wow. I thought you uh, were going to go with the oh, I don't trust Bryce because he's not as big as CJ Crowd, which is a, a the yeah. the oldest trap in the book. That's definitely a factor, but it's not as big of a factor to me. Uh, I think that offensive coordinators nowadays are getting a lot more, they're a lot more willing to tweak the, the play calling and everything to, to suit a smaller quarterback. But Bryce's intangibles and, well, I mean, even aside from his size, his throwing ability makes up for for all that. So. Full yeah, package. I mean the dude's I'm better. The, fan, so yeah, it's a little bit of a hard pill. Yeah, so you but, get it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that, that dude's yeah. better at Windows than Bill Gates. So you know when it when it comes down to it, uh, Bryce is. But Anthony, man, thank you so much.
Appreciate it, man. All right, let's go to Max calling in from Michigan. What's going on, Max? Max from Michigan. A little alliteration there. Hey, hey, hey good, mor- good morning, guys. But, uh, so, yeah, um, so, here, uh, so here in Michigan, um, you know, the, the, the Lions appear to be, you know, they're, they seem to have some pieces together, but, you know, it's still the Detroit Lions and everything. We can always count on them to lose. <laughs> but um, what do you – what do you guys think the realistic expectation should be for Detroit Lions fans next year? Um, should we keep our should we keep our expectations in order? Because, like I said, it's still the Detroit Lions. Or do you think this really is the year where the Lions go in and they say, you know what, the NFC North is ours. The Packers mm-hmm. aren't doing too great. Vikings and Bears still got some things to figure out. Do you think right now for the NFC North of the Lions, do you think it's now, now or never? If I'm a Lions fan right now. I, I, I have changed my thinking mm-hmm. with what happened last year and the way Dan Campbell did it. If I'm a Lions fan right now, I'm walking around pissing confidence in that NFC North. Aaron's about to go to the Jets. The Bears are rebuilding, even though they do got DJ Moore. I love Justin Fields. They could sneak up and beat you, but I feel like you got a better roster. The Vikings have still not fixed the defense, and Kirk Cousins seems to fold in big moments. I would be as confident as I've ever been if I'm a Detroit Lions fan right now. And I know that's going to scare some Lions fans, and it's a little bit of a new territory. But with Dan Campbell, the gumball smuggler, with where you guys are in the draft right now, I'm telling you, I think the Lions, I think they got some guys with some dog in them, to be honest with you. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Jamal Williams. Like, I don't think this is a, oh, we don't belong here. We're just going to try hard. I think this Detroit Lions team under Dan Campbell is, we're going to show up to the stadium and beat your ass for four quarters. Mm -hmm. Not because we're the Lions or you're the Packers. It's because we have a bunch of team guys that are willing to be physical. All that defense has to be is to be a little bit better. That offense is going to cook. Because, again, I know they lost. Uh, they lost, you know, some coaches, but not all of them. I believe the OC's coming back, right? The OC decided to come. Ben yeah. Johnson, or am I tripping? Yeah. He's yeah. coming back. I'm telling you right now, I'm buying. I said this at the end of the year. I am buying the Detroit Lions next year. And the minute the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to put a futures bet on the Lions to win the NFC. I love that. The Best Lions fans that. have good cause to be optimistic. They right have a, yeah. This is not false hope. And I remember the years when they had Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson. That was an elite. Uh, connection combination right there. And every year the uh, Lions fans would go and say, well, we're not great, but at least we have Matt Stafford and we have Calvin Johnson. There's reason to be optimistic. I like this team even more. It's not every day you get a team that can trade their number one overall pick quarterback away Mm -hmm. and get back a number one overall pick quarterback in Jared Goff plus picks, right? So you're sitting there at six in the draft. I think they're going to go with that Christian Gonzalez kid. You got to go defense. I think they're going to go Christian Gonzalez. There's going to be three quarterbacks taken, right? Panthers, Texans, and and we think Colts. So if Cardinals and the Seahawks take go defensive line at the mm-hmm. beginning, Christian Gonzalez is sitting right there at well, six. Like it, Jake said, you need to shore up the defense. Well, well my, my thing is, yeah, we, we can talk about taking DBs, and that's great, and I understand it. But if I'm sitting there at six and I'm the Lions, I'm wondering what Aaron Donald is doing. The Rams are giving away assets right now. I would make a call and say, hey, guys, do y'all want this six pick for Aaron Donald? I would take Two years away from retiring Aaron Donald Dude. over whoever I'm getting in the sixth pick right now if I'm the line. You talk Aaron about Donald's, changing. This will be Aaron Donald's last year to play the NFL. Well, that's fine. Give me Aaron Donald. And that and he may not even agree. You know, he may not even want to yeah. get him. Again, I'm going to go get a DB at six, and you have a pick at 16. If Nolan Smith is still on the board at 16, you go ahead and get him immediately. You have the 27th best defense in the NFL. That is not good. 
You have to invest mm-hmm. everything you have right now in the defense. You have guys on offense that weren't big names that are showing up. And let's not forget, y'all had that offense without J-Mo playing. All right, you get J-Mo going weekend, every Thursday to Sunday, that kid's going to be elite receiver. The offense is going to be fine. You have to invest heavy into this defense right now and the, the longevity of this defense. Obviously, Aaron Donald, wherever you get him, is going to be phenomenal. Aaron probably has one year left. You can go get a Nolan Smith. You can go get a DB. That's your day one guy from Oregon. And go get a, a defense end who just blew up the combine. And Nolan Smith, who's going to be a great NFL guy. That's what I think you do. I, I just, again, I, I, I don't think you can go wrong as long as you choose defense. I, I don't think there's a wrong answer as long as you choose defense. Appreciate just, it, Max. Appreciate it, Max. Max. Thanks, man. Yeah. Go Lions. All right, we got Cody here from Illinois. What's going on, Cody? <laughs> All right, how's it going, guys? What's up, Cody? So today we're going to switch it up and we're going to play another game. Ooh, this I like game that. It's called What Year Is It? So okay. I'm going to give you five. Joe clues Biden plays that game every day. <laughs> so I'm going to give you guys five clues from a specific year and you're going to tell me what year it is. And then these five clues are going to come from five categories. I'm going to give you a collegiate champion, a professional champion, an individual athletic accomplishment, so by an individual athlete, and then an important sporting event, so something you know, really important that happened in that year. And then number five will be a rookie sensation. Okay, so this is all from the same year. Yes. And then with this one, guys, I'm going to ask you not to use any electronic devices. I think it'll make it way too easy. Yep. Look, y'all can prove nothing. Yo, we got the video. Yeah, don't prove video Blaine, don't mean nothing. Blaine had, Blaine had that video face like when nothing. you watch those interrogations on yeah. YouTube when they find out they're caught. Blaine Be in touch that. with my lawyer. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what they say. The defamation. That's exactly what <laughs> the they say. That's, a, that's the, the next thing out of their mouth uh, is the I need to talk to my lawyer. All right, Cody, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, collegiate champion. The Duke Blue Devils won the men's basketball tournament. Okay. Professional champion. The Colorado Avalanche won Lord Stanley's Cup. Okay. Sensational rookie. LaDainian Tomlinson was the fifth pick in the NFL draft and rushed for over 1,200 yards mm. with 10 rushing touchdowns. Mm. Individual accomplishment. Barry Bonds hit 71 home runs to break the MLB single-season home run record. <laughs> in the significant event, Dale Earnhardt dies on the final lap of the Daytona 500. Can I, so, I, guys, I, I think I know it. it? Okay. I th- can I say it? Two thousand six. No, don't. Well, we each get a guess. What? We each get a guess. Yeah, oh, is that how we're doing guess. it? Okay. Okay. Blaine said two thousand six. I say two thousand. I say two thousand and three. I think. I think it was before that. I think it was before that. Um, you say two thousand six. Yeah. Two thousand three. Um, That's a good one. Two thousand. Hmm. 2001. You got it, Cone. I was, was going to say 2001. I was going to say the it. I blew it. And I blew it. There was something out on the Earnhardt oh, thing the other day. I was going to say yeah. 2001, yeah. and I Man, blew it. Man, that was a good one, Cody. <laughs> Cody, I like that game, too. It's like you like Jigsaw. He calls and he's like, let's play a game. Except so, there's not like some helmet with knives in it that's going to close All right, so to recap there, Duke won the championship in basketball. You had the Abs win uh, Lord Stanley's Cup. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson was drafted that, was that year and rushed for 1,200 yards as a rookie. Is that right? Yep. And then uh, Dale Earnhardt died that year. What was yeah. the fifth one? 
The fifth one was uh, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Two thousand one. That's that great, good. man. Cody, that's a good, that's one, good Cody. stuff, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, Alan, calling in from Georgia. What's going on, Alan? Alan, what's up, buddy? Remember one eight five five two three six three two two eight. I just like saying it now that I have the number memorized. So, what's up, Alan? Hey, uh, I was wondering if you guys thought there were any other sports that have too many or too few teams to make the playoffs. Because uh, mm. I think, for example, like hockey and basketball, you have way too many teams. You got teams that aren't even 500 that are potentially making the playoffs. And I was wondering if you see that in any other mm. sports. Uh, you know, here's where I, I stand on it. Because I hear people say, oh, well, they hate that that so many teams now make it in Major League Baseball. And you have, like, the extra wild cards. Ben Shapiro with, was saying that. With yeah. pro sports, I think it's different mm-hmm. than college. I, I, I think we got to separate pro and college. Because mm-hmm. while it's the same apparatus or, or, or way of thinking, it's, you know, how much money can you make? The more teams, the more money. I think, obviously, professionals a little bit different because more pro teams, I think, can win it than college teams can win it when it comes down to it. So when I with, with the NCAA tournament, I think it's exactly right. In my opinion, I feel like they, there's... And, and people go back and forth with me on this. I feel like in college baseball, there should be more teams that get in. I feel like you should have more teams in a regional that get in mm-hmm. as opposed to what we have now because you go regional, super regional, uh, Omaha. You can still have one person come out of the regional, but I would like if they added a couple more teams to the regionals. That's one I'd like to see. But basketball, I don't think they should touch it. College football, I, I thought eight, expanding to eight would be the perfect number, not 12. Because uh, we know it's going to be a slippery slope, they're going to do nothing but add teams there. But uh, professional league-wise, I think they got it about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm torn on it for a couple of reasons. One, Ben Shapiro came on here not long ago, and he was saying that there are just too many teams that make Major League Baseball postseason. And I understand his points because it dilutes the chase for the pennant at the end of the regular season. You take a team like the Phillies this past year who can make it all the way to the World Series. Uh, at the same time, and, and I do, it is kind of weird if you have you know 30. 30 some odd professional teams half in the of league, them, and yeah. half of them get to make the playoffs. That that is kind of weird. I understand that. At the same time, playoff sports is the most electrifying to me. So when we're watching playoff hockey, like I really get into it. Playoff baseball, I really get into it. So I don't mind seeing more teams make professional the, the professional playoffs like that. College is completely different to me because you have so many different universities around the country. Yeah. And then you have to differentiate between uh, sports. Right now, we're about to embark on a 64-team postseason tournament for basketball, and it's one of the greatest postseasons in sports. You can't do that with football. There's only so many games you can play. So a 12-team playoff, I think it will be exciting. Again, that's just a fraction of the 130 teams you're going to have who have football teams around the country, which is why I think we need to have these different tiers uh, I agree. play out. You know, I agree. Alan, it's a good question, brother. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think that Honestly, there's probably just kind of like there's a golden ratio for some things that there's yeah. a ratio of, of playoff teams to teams in a league or college teams. And yeah. you know, that's yeah. pretty much like where it should be for most sports. Yeah, well, it's like to me, it's all based on the number of teams that are in your sport. Like you said, in college football, there's like what, you know, 130 Division One teams. In college basketball, there's like 300. And 40 Division One teams. Hell, you have teams in college basketball that are in that are in conferences that don't have football teams that are in the same division, like of the NCAA, like Gonzaga, right, or Villanova, or, or teams like that. You have some that are in. I mean, 
you know, you, you look at some uh, schools that are in certain conferences in one sport, and they're in a different conference in another sport. So it's pretty, pretty interesting stuff, man. But, Alan, thank you, my friend. Yep. yep. Have a good one. Appreciate right. it, man. Appreciate All right. Caleb from Lexington. What's going on, Caleb? Ooh, Lexington. Hey, guys. So I'm a Colts fan. And okay. with the recent uh, draft pick order change up, um, I'm worried we don't get a good quarterback out of this. Uh, what's your opinion on that uh, moving should we move up? Should we just wait out? Because I don't want to have another terrible season again. Uh, it's hard to be a Colts fan after Peyton Manning left. So <laughs> what's you guys' opinion? <clears throat> yeah, Caleb, number one, I uh, appreciate you calling in, man. Are you a, a Kentucky basketball fan as well, or you just live in Lexington? No, I'm not. I'm a Buckeyes fan. Okay, Ooh. all right. Behind oh. enemy lines. They almost, they almost snuck in there at the end uh, uh, in, the, they, in the Big Ten tried. tournament. Yeah, yeah. Chris Holtman, I, I, I like Chris. Um you know, when it comes down to it, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I think, to me, in this draft, the top three quarterbacks are Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Hendon Hooker. I think those are the top three quarterbacks. I think the Colts at four are going to get either one of Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. Here's what I would be hoping for. I would be hoping that the Panthers take Anthony Richardson. That's what I'd be hoping for. Because if the Panthers take Anthony Richardson, the Texans will take one of Bryce or C.J., the Cardinals are going to go defense, and then you can get – Whichever one of Bryce or CJ didn't get taken. Yep. I think that's the perfect scenario. Watch that out would for the be Seahawks. A Watch out for the Seahawks. What do you mean? Getting a quarterback. They if, just signed, but signed Geno Smith. Yeah, okay. Still, Geno's on the latter half of his career. What's a good number to get a Bryce or CJ and to sit behind a guy like that? But the Colts pick before them. No, okay. That's what I'm saying. If one of them's okay, Colts are four, Seahawks are five. Colts are five. four, Seahawks okay, are yeah, five. Right. Yeah, Seahawks yeah. going defense. So your scenario is very interesting. If the Panthers re- go and reach for Anthony Richardson, then the Colts could potentially have their If I'm the Colts, I'm calling the Panthers, asking if they want to trade the first pick and leaking, we want Anthony Richardson. So when they turn us down, they can turn us down thinking we want Anthony Richardson. Therefore, maybe, you know, like Drake said, you take a second look. You know, you take a second look. Maybe Anthony Richardson, maybe we do want Anthony Richardson. Mm. Maybe we didn't want Bryce Young. Yeah. Then all of a sudden... You know, and this Jim Mercer sitting back there with like. I believe in a lot of things, but I don't think the Panthers are taking Martini. Anthony Richardson with the first pick. I've, look, I've been seeing some crazy stuff. Look, I'm sure him. you have. Look, if I'm, I'm, sure I'm a Colts fan, if I'm a Colts fan, y'all take sure you Anthony Richardson. I'm like, oh boy, from Split, rejoice. The Colts, y'all gonna reach. Rejoice. Y'all gonna reach. You know, y'all gonna reach. Another thing that this assumes the Cardinals won't also trade back, which could happen. Let's see who comes up to three. <laughs> Look, look, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, don't, don't be shocked if somehow the Rams sneak into a top five pick. You I'm think just so? telling you, man. Yeah. I'm just telling you, they're making moves. They're, they're, I think it's a— have it's give up a, a lot. You'd have to give up Aaron Donald. Aaron's he's already gone. flirting with retiring for the past two years. Yeah, I mean, they want Stafford gone. Like, they're going to get—they have no picks. I think they finally got one back. Maybe, but you got to remember when they went on the Super Bowl run. Oh, they they gave it everything. Yeah, and it worked out. Whole it that's, worked why out. Detroit, that's why Detroit has the number six pick. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly so right. If you're the Rams, you're going to have to give up the whole kitchen sink, buddy. It's it's mm. going to be interesting. But, man, hey, hey, uh, good luck. We'll see where it goes with the Colts. Just hope Will Levis or Anthony Richardson's off the board. But you know what the Colts will do? You want to know what they'll do? And I hate to say this uh-huh. <laughs> to, to you, but the Panthers will take, watch, the Panthers will take Anthony Richardson number one. Then the Texans will take Bryce Young. The Colts will take Will Levis at four. Don't, and let CJ watch. They'll do it. They'll do it. They'll do it. I swear they'll do it. Oh. I hope they don't for your sake. I want to ask this quickly oh, here. You, you, you being a Colts fan, just tell me quickly here, what are your thoughts? Uh, how, how do you look back at the Andrew Luck tenure there in Indianapolis? 
Andrew Luck was phenomenal. Love to have him back. Um, it was obviously very disappointing to see him leave. I mean, talk about a heartbreak. Uh, mm-hmm. You have the next Peyton Manning there, you know, and then it just has to leave because of, you know, mental health and all that stuff. And you talk about heartbreak. That was, that was the feeling because you thought he was the future. I mean, he is mm-hmm. the future of the Colts. And then just after that, we have had nobody good. So, yeah, that was, that was very heartbreaking. You know what I didn't know about Andrew Luck, and I need to go back and double-check to make sure I'm right, but apparently his father was the Manning chauffeur. Really? Yeah, like the Lucks and the Mannings like, are tied. Of course they are. Of course they are. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like a circle. It's like a circle. It never ends. It's a circle. Thank you, Caleb. Appreciate it, Caleb. Appreciate it, man. All right, Matthew from Ohio. What's going on, Matthew? Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. Yes, it is he, the one they call Nighthawk. Oh, yeah. Oh, karate in the garage. (laughs) Yes. Finally able to call in. So I appreciate you guys. Definitely, man. Appreciate you, Nighthawk. Yeah. So really quick, just a little uh, scouting report here. Do not want to copy our buddy uh, Cody here, but I came across this uh, scouting report, and I figured I had to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Got five points here, and afterwards uh, you guys could guess who it is. So first point, at age 11 – they weighed 141 pounds. <laughs> they are an avid fan of go-karts. Mm. Can often be seen wearing an Islander shirt, who some say are the team of the future. <laughs> some do Their say that. Their dad may or may not be Dr. Phil. <laughs> and lastly, was a part of the greatest upset and possibly history, but for sure camp history, when Camp Hope defeated Camp MVP in the Apache Relay. Who am I? Okay. I think it's Hope. Joshua Burnbound. Is it Joshua? I think it's Joshua Is this from, is this from, this is from Heavyweight? Heavyweight? Is that his, was that his character's name? It's Joshua Burnbound. Wait, wait. His father, Gerald Gardner. What's his? No, that's, that's the other kid. That's the other kid? Is it, all right, Joshua Burnbound, that's who you're going with? Remember when he's like, the Buffalo Bills came? Or he, Tony came like the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Bowl. Is that him, Joshua Burnbound? All right, so. that's what we're going with. Joshua Burnbound, step on the scale. Close, but no surprise. Oh. Cardinal Gerald, age It's like when he calls him, he's like, I don't think his father, Gerald Gardner, wants to know his son's a destroyer. <laughs> okay, so so the Burnbow kid, that's the one from the Mighty Ducks? Correct. And the one you're talking about is the, the kid who's the main character in Heavyweights. Yes. Yeah, he's like, I didn't send you to go-kart camp. If you haven't seen Heavyweights, you need to watch it. It's, oh, my (laughs) God. Like, the more I think about it, so you remember when Tony Purgis is is on stage, he's like, I see the next president of the United States. And the kid's British. So he's like, but he's from England. Like, the whole movie. (laughs) The whole movie is funny. Yeah, his dad was Dr. Phil. He's the original sauce gardener. No, the original sauce. Nice. What was his name again? What was the character's name again? Gerald Gardner. Gerald Gardner. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> his dad right. Maury. Maury. His dad was Maury Gardner. Well done, Nighthawk. Yeah, Nighthawk. I love you that. always. You always come and bring in the heat, man. We appreciate it. Always appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. Buddy. Thanks, man. That's it for calls. All right. Good. Perfect timing. Booster Club. Quickly. 
Okay, um, let's go to Deacon and Nora. Do we need to announce where you know you will be able to find our bracket later today? Yes, we're we gonna will send get links out, the out link, and we'll get everything. All that ready. stuff and we'll let you know what you can watch. All right, let's go to nine mil norms. Says twelve teams is too many in college football. There will be nine and three teams that lose by forty every year. There are never more than five to six legitimate national championship contenders in any given season. I don't think there's even five to six. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if there's but more than But could a 12 team playoff create five to six? Down the road, the yes. That's the argument you've well, made yeah. for a while. Well, my, my argument is pay- you don't fix the economy with a flip of a switch. You don't fix parity in college football with a flip of the switch. It's over time and it's through recruiting. And by being able to make the playoff, you therefore make yourself more valuable in recruiting. Um, so to me, I think 12 is like the precipice of how many you can have before you start screwing with the regular season. And we all know it's a slippery slope, so they're going to add more because they're going to triple the already doubled profits. We know how this works. I thought eight was the perfect number. That way you could move to 12 and that would be the cap. But now we've went straight to the cap. We just filled the car up. I agree with you that it's, it is too many, but we may be able to create some more parity through it. I just don't want to see it go to 16 and then 20 and then 24. And all of a sudden, 25 years from now, we're looking up and it's like the damn NCAA tournament that we're watching in college basketball because that's going to absolutely ruin the regular season. What else? Right, let's go to Team Money with the $2 donation. Team Money. Blaine's panting like he was forced to chug a PBR, man. I was hurting. Yeah, dude, that look. You drink enough coffee in the morning, like. I don't know. How many different excuses do you want to make? Look, I got a lot of them in the bag. You just, look, you can rep that stuff like cardio. Look, I mean, sooner or later, you just have to get after it. Um, let's go to Mike RFF Lifestyle Booster Club. He needs to ask an important question, okay? Is the Wheel of Fortune rigged? I've never seen the final spin round land on a bankrupt. Am I far off here, or am I taking crazy pills? I think 90% of stuff's rigged, so I'm with you. Hmm. Like, I mean, look, you ever watch that that game show movie that's, like, based on a quiz show? story? A quiz show. Quiz show, where, yeah. like, they were giving O-Boy the answers? Definitely. Look, come on. You're not going to slumdog millionaire me. All right? I know y'all are cheating. And they told him to lose on purpose? Yeah. And, it, and the worst part about it, he's like, I knew the answer to that one. Like, everyone knows who won the best picture that year, and you make me get this one wrong? I would have never said the wrong answer. Because yeah. what, what are y'all going to do? Say I'm wrong on TV? You going to prove it? Then kill me? That's fine. I'll die a winner. It's like Justin said about that kid playing hide-and-seek, but I'm not going to get into that. All right, what else? Go Travis Elrod. How many legit championship contenders in the NCAA basketball tournament are there? See, that's a question. Basketball is way different, man. Basketball is way different because one person can win a game. Like, that. that's, again, like, comparing basketball and football when it comes, it's just so... You need one player doing one thing right in basketball, you can get away with it. You need 11 in football doing one, the same thing right at the same time. One person can just go out there and go nuts, just like you can in baseball. Pitcher can go out there and throw a perfect game. You can score an error and win the game one to nothing. In basketball, who knows, man? That's why the tournament's so great. Yeah. You want to know why the tournament's so great? That's why. And it's easier for uh, an underdog to get hot in one game, upset a number one seed, something like yeah. that, but not have what it takes to win the whole tournament. That's exactly we see right. that all the time. That's right? why. That's Whereas why, like in football, it's like if you're good enough to go and upset that top team, you probably can go sure. win the the playoffs. Well, that's why it's so much more impressive to me when those underdogs make it to like the Sweet Sixteen or like somebody like St. Peter as opposed to you win, you make one upset and then get drilled in the second round. You just played good one game and the other team played bad. That's why, you know, being able to put it together over and over again, that's always the trick. But uh, we'll do the Bishop Club while I'm walking over to the Board of Education, Justice, and Friendship. All right, let's go to Mighty Ice 1994, also known as Nighthawk. He says, who would have thought in three years it could be the Bears and the Lions at the top of the division? 
Look, the Bears have a chance. I, I wouldn't put the Bears where the Lions are right now. I, 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 would, I would view those two. And the Lions are right at the doorstep. The Bears just got in the neighborhood. They're driving around looking for the house. The Lions found the house. They're just ready to walk through the doorstep, carry, carry old girl through the door, or, you know, however you get down these days. Who knows? Uh, but one more from the club. Uh, the Bro Council says, what is a Cle- uh, Cleveland Cavaliers um, be- uh, go begins in New York Knicks? That would be a comic book sword. Remember Spider Mitchell versus what could have been the New York Knicks. Yeah, uh, look, oh. it, it's it's coming down to the NBA playoffs. We're gonna uh, we didn't get to rapid fire today. We'll hit it tomorrow. We got the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs barreling downhill. It's gonna be pretty interesting, man. You know, I, I'm just glad to see the Knicks and the Cavs be relevant. I think the Cavs are one of the best stories in the NBA this year. And it just goes to show you when you bring the right guy in, you bring the right superstar in, you can make some moves. So it would be would be a hell of a Hollywood story. Like I just think the Knicks. I think right now, I think like. If there's a story, the Kings right now. The King, yeah. The Kings right now I agree. are playing out of their mind. Well, we just, I haven't seen the Kings be good since Mike Bibby, and I can barely Literally. remember those. Oh, Mike Bibby, what a call out right Yeah, uh, legitimate. All right, <laughs> here's what we got today. Just understand, I told you earlier, DraftKings Sportsbook is hashtag the move. If you're looking for a sportsbook to bet uh, college basketball, the tournament, this is the move. And shout out to Massachusetts, making sports gambling legal. All our Massachusetts fans, All right. make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up with our code Booster. That's B-O-O-S-T-E-R. Because new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Right now. Pow. Boom. Bam. Right now. Win or lose. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with our code Booster. B-O-O-S-T-E-R. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Here's what I got tonight. I think I'm I'm down three units right now. Long way to go in the month. Got to pay the mortgage today, but I'm going to figure out how to hit some bets. All right, give me Buffalo. Give me the Sabres. Maple Leafs under seven at minus 120. Can somebody just win two to one? That's all I'm asking. And then we're staying on the ice because there's no hoops today, at least in college, and I don't trust the NBA. Give me the Avs money line, the Kraken plus one and a half, and the Maple Leafs money line that's at plus plus. 214. I like it. I'm going to take the Kraken as well, plus 105. And then give me the Avalanche minus a goal and a half at minus 110. Smoking that Kraken. All right, give me the Pistons money line, a little home dog here. Then give me the Jazz on the road, plus seven and a half. Six All right. Yay, bet. Ace Cone, the artist formerly known as Baby Cone, because now there's two of them. Uh, he's going to take the Sabres plus one and a half. And he's also going to take the Sabres and uh, the Leafs. Uh, I put Buffalo and the Sabres. It should say Buffalo and Toronto. Uh, over six and a half goals. So we're going against each other right that there. Um, I hope it stays at six. I'm sorry there, Ace. Sorry. It's great to see Ace this weekend, though. Yeah. Um, dude, you made some pork belly this oh, weekend? I God, dude. Took pictures of it, pork belly tacos. Great success. I'm excited. <laughs> right, let's go to micro RFF. It's a lifestyle, baby. It is Start a lifestyle. bench cut. All right. Mighty Ducks, Sandlot, heavyweight. I'm starting heavyweights. I'm benching Mighty Ducks, and I got to cut the Sandlot. I got to. <sighs> quack, 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 quack. That's, yeah. Cone, where are you going? Got to play heavyweights, right? I I gotta play heavyweights. That I just out of here, Mister. Yeah, I've got to play heavyweights. I'll probably put I'll probably put Mighty Ducks on the bench. Mm, same. I don't know. Maybe Jeez. Sandlot on the bench. Well, I'm I'm, I'm starting Sandlot. Well, well I'm benching heavyweights Sandlot. and cutting Mighty Ducks. You're cutting Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Have you even seen Mighty Ducks? Who hasn't seen Mighty Ducks? I don't. Somebody that would cut them. <laughs> Have you That's, seen Sandlot? Yeah. Obviously not. They, yeah, they made a sequel. It was terrible. At least the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, we're talking about the good. first Sandlot. 
How about the Sandlot? Look, I, mean, I, I love don't play Sandlot. Sandlot because I'm an American. I love Sandlot. I never saw the sequel. I like movies about Fat Camp because I'm an American. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to watch people be fat. Well, walk out. So you've been to Walmart? I have. Yeah. Who runs the Walmart? That's the question. That is the question. The reptilians, that's who. Okay, let's go to Charles Moore. We didn't get to this, but y'all did tweet about this. Did y'all see the Southland Conference has been an umpire for just an absolute egregious game content? Yeah, we're going to react to it tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to talk about it tomorrow. I don't want to get too far ahead, but like, there's few things that anger me as much as what this umpire pulled. That's all. We'll talk about it tomorrow. That's all I'm going to say because... Just with umpires, it's just a little personal. Cody Nason ninety five says, "I named my dog after Benny the Jet Rodder." Mm. That's that's legit. That that's legit. legit. That's crazy because I named my dog Gerald Gardner. Which uh, no, I didn't. By the way, Millie's and Reed are coming back today. I do got to give a shout out to Reed. She finished third in the Grand Prix this weekend. Let's go! Yeah. Oh, she Reed. had a big, big. Congrats, two Reed! Yeah. Um, shout out to Banderas and Sunday as well. But uh, yeah. Reed and uh, Millie are coming back home today. I haven't got to see my French Bulldog puppy in two weeks. And it's kind of like on, on Little Nicky where, like, like, you remember their dad's the devil, and every time they leave, there's, like, a piece of his body missing. That's how it's been for me every day for two weeks. I hate that. For like, me. if you came home yesterday, I was just an ear. The only just part, part of what I heard you just said is body missing, so I'm not going to really re- rehash what you just said. I wouldn't either if I'd done the things you've done in your past. Does she spell Sunday like the day of the week or, like, ice cream Sunday? Why do you ask me? Huh? No, I shouldn't have called them. So. <laughs> what else? <laughs> like the know. day, the day of the week. The okay. day of the week. Okay. Good. It's a safe bet. Paul, Paul. Do you like daylight savings time? Okay. Right. If anybody said yes in here, yes. I want an explanation. Yes. No. Don't care. Hmm. I'm going to say no. Mm. Si- 67%. Don't mind games. Let's get those numbers up, man. No. Well, you said 67. I'll just go 68 to be mm. safe. Yes, 22%. Okay. Don't care, 16%. No, 62%. I don't know why it just sounded like Mario right there. (laughs) New Mario movie coming out. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. All right, we got a couple minutes here. We can we can swim around. Did anybody explain why they like daylight? Yeah, why do you like, for you sick 22%, number one, what Shutter Island like? And number two. The farmers or something? What? Again, though, why don't we just have it on the same time? What do you think all of a sudden, like, a, like a cucumber's not going to grow? Can we, we just not like mess with time? time? Yeah. an Avengers well, hold on, hold on. movie. We're yeah. not messing with time. time. Time doesn't stop. We're just changing, like, our schedule. Well, can we stop it. messing like with our schedule? changing with schedule is another word for messing with time. <laughs> time doesn't care about time. It, time's going to keep our doing time. the same thing. The sun's going to keep rising and then setting, and then we're just messing with our daily routine. Well, I hope you're right. First off, I hope you're right. Second off, I agree with what you're saying. Just don't do Why it. don't we just, look, It's be like, all right, it's 7.58. At this time, all year, it's 7.58. I just live my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just feel like we're making things too, like, why is there that? Let's Google that Ooh, real quick. Ooh, here's an interesting thing. It says, all right, so myth, daylight savings time was created to benefit farmers. The truth of the matter is the agriculture industry lobbied against daylight saving time in 1919. Some believe it was then that farmers became associated with daylight savings time, even though they were only involved because they were against it. Look, I don't know what- But what is the good that's part That's the first thing you, that comes up. Somebody give, me, somebody give me a good reason for daylight. So what do we get out of it? Other than me just being pissed off half the time. I did, you can't give me a good answer, right? Same thing. I have no like answer. Like when the Texans draft. 
I have no answers get nothing for out you. I have no answers for Yeah, because there isn't any good ones. All right, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. We are going to be releasing our bracket challenge today, so get ready to sign up for that. Uh, check us out everywhere. Really appreciate you guys. Go sign up for the Daily Wire Plus as well. Thank you for all the calls. Uh, and the Booster Club is popping as usual. Good job over there, Blanya East, uh, curating the chat. Uh, like fat, I said, we got Zach. You, you're really on this fat thing. Wait, well, hey, you said my clothes were too long. My shirt was too small. Well, maybe they're saying that you're just jacked and tan, maybe. No, well, the thing that happened was, like, I was panting. All right? Then my shirt was too small. I thought I was going to put some so water in your I guess I'm showing up to heavyweights next week. They're just doing to you what you did to your buddy who yeah. got in shape. Yeah. And became a lawyer. It was really? different. Just understand this. Yeah, because this. it's you. It just always Just understand hurts this when you No, it's not. It doesn't hurt. Nothing can hurt me. I'm dead just, inside. Just understand. Well, make sure you get the facts right. Yeah. All right? Just understand this when you get there. We didn't send you to go-kart camp. And we didn't send you to non-sports camp. And, like the chances of the Colts making a good decision in the NFL draft. I'm sorry, callers. We're going, going, gone. Gone.